0: podcast a place for adventurers and friends you join us as we delve deeper into the fall of plaguestone and pathfinder second edition a recap of Session 5. After we decide to go to Halid's place, we try to scope it out, and it pretty much looks abandoned. Micklick opens the door, and a fucking spear shoots out and hits Plum right in the fucking chest. He dies again. Between them, Daru and Vorn save Plum's life. Again. Afterwards, we enter the house, and everything goes to hell. The place is straight from hoarders, and some shit collapses onto Daru and Vorn. They dig themselves out as Plum watches from the window, and Miklik waits impatiently at a door in a basement. Eventually, Mick opens the door, and we hear the barking of dogs. We open right into combat with four adorably terrifying St. Bernards. Micklick has flashbacks. Things start to get a little shakily, but a couple of crits turn things in our favor. After the dogs are defeated, mercilessly, we find a couple of vials in a barrel. Their alchemists fire. We also find a chest, and Plum gets poisoned by a fucking chest trap. It's a bitch. In it is some gold, silver, and receipts. On one scrap, there are transactions. It is a map labeled Hideout. There's a pond and a V-shaped chamber. The receipt is for alchemical reagents including corpse blood the plot thickens as we find Bort's name as a dealer of these herbs
1: you guys begin to trek through the darkened hallway who has sources of light i know daru has one on his shield correct yeah
2: Miklick has dark vision so he doesn't need any yeah i have low light vision i have, uh-huh. I have-
1: Let's talk about marching order then. Who's going first?
2: Miklik's in front with the dark vision. I will follow. As I say, do do the casters want to be sandwiched between or do they want to...
3: I vote sandwiched between. I'll go second. You guys going to be in a little Miklik Daru sandwich? Nah, I want to be in back. I have have good perception too.
1: Alright, so Miklik Vorn Daru Plum. Plum put the character. So you guys start trekking your way through here. It's dark. It's definitely a little windy. You feel a little breeze coming from ahead of you. There's certainly c- something coming from ahead. After uh, after another about 10 minutes of travel here, you guys uh, start coming up into... You can hear some soft water sloshing. For everybody who's listening, they are hearing the water, and the cave starts to open up a little bit. And I want you all to position yourselves into the section that I've just opened on the map.
2: So the- Nicklick will move into the- here and then look around the room.
1: The passageway opens up into a large natural chamber, the center of which is occupied by a pool of brackish water. Stalactites and stalagmites occupy much of the room, but a path between them leads around the pool and to another corridor on the opposite side of the cave.
2: He takes a quick glance around the room. I get a 15 on perception. As you enter the room,
1: You notice that from the pool, this strange blue glow begins emanating up from the pond, sending a cascade of shimmering light to the ceiling above.
2: Is a watery tart going to throw a sword at me? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bright blue light?
1: Yeah, it's the strange blue light emanating from in the center of the pond.
2: I stare at it, it's shiny.
1: It is shiny. You see the head... Of a large snake crest the water. In between its fangs as it s- hisses at you are small jolts of blue electric- uh, electrical arcs go back and forth between its teeth.
2: Not expecting that.
1: And we're going to roll initiatives.
2: I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Plum, <laughs> got a six.
1: Daru, 10. Miklit got a 6. Horn got a 21. Alright. So it's going to... It, it's actually going to get to go first here. And the lightning serpent slithers up onto the shore of this chamber and across it. So he's on Miklet's other side. And he uses one action to do that. With his second and third action, that... Tesla coil at the end it starts rattling and as it rattles back and forth it starts generating ex- electricity and then all of a sudden zzz, shoots across the chamber and it's gonna catch Miklik, Vorn and Daru in this line of lightning. Everybody's going to need to give me a reflex save. I'll do that 19 to 25. Nice.
0: 14. It
1: is not a critical success unfortunately.
2: Miklik
1: gets a total of 18. Daru is going to fail this save. Miklik and Vorn will succeed. This is going to deal 2d10 points of damage. Jesus. So full damage on this lightning arc, or this uh, lightning bolt, is 15. I rolled solid on that 2d10. So now I'm going to talk about rounding here real quick. We used to play a lot in 1e where anytime rounding was involved we would basically round to fuck the player But it does call out that anytime you need to round damage you round down unless it says you're rounding up so there's going to be a round down half damage of this 15 is going to be 7 and Daru is going to take the full 15 points of damage don't
3: phase me that would have killed Plum, again yep sure would have
1: now we're going into the first entrant on this combat which is going to be Vorn
3: yeah, I, uh, three, I heal, uh, three actions, the channel, and got a five.
1: Nice, on the D8. So we all got
3: five, and that's all three of my actions.
1: Then it's Daru's turn.
3: No snake going to get
1: the best of me. <laughs> i want to go back behind here. Does that work? Yep. Just north of the snake. Daru's tactically moving in on the other side of it. I'll hit with a, ni- a 19 on the dice. I mean, Nin- 19 to hit. 19 does hit. I'll hit it for 11. All right. Solid hit. Solid hit on the uh, lightning serpent here. Daru cracks into it with his warhammer, And after Daru takes his third action, it's going to be Miklik's turn.
2: Miklik will use one action to stride 10 feet to the west. Get into flanking with it. Uh, My second action will be to rage. Third action is to attack with my fist.
1: Got it. Miklick goes to punch the snake.
2: And I'm going to use my first um, hero point because I rolled a four for a total of 11.
1: All right, make use. I get
2: 18 for a total of 25 on my second hit.
1: That'll do it. It's not a critical hit, but that is certainly a hit.
2: I get a total of 11 damage with my hit.
1: 11 points of damage. This thing has taken a slam from a war hammer and a punch in the face with a fist it's looking really nasty and looking like it's about to pass out.
0: After Mick lick it, it's Plum's turn. Plum will take a stride action. Uh, well, actually it'll just be like a step action. Yeah. Would you say I have a light of sight on him from way back in the tunnel where I'm at there? Yeah, I would say you do. Okay.
1: Daru's got the light on his shield and that's giving you the, the ability to see him,
0: yes? But yeah, sounds good. I I really have very little to do, but I will simply launch a ray of frost at the dumb snake. I am going to get a 22 to hit him. 22 hits. And I will deal 1d4 plus my charisma. My charisma is plus 4. I roll a 2, so that's 6 frosty damage to the snake.
1: 6 damage of frost to the snake. The snake gets hit. Right in the face with that ice spell. And it falls. Nice. And it lets off this small, pitiful shocks that are going smaller. And it stops moving.
2: Stomp on its head. (laughs) Well done. Because that thing was terrifying.
1: Terribly difficult combat, but it definitely dealt a really good chunk of damage to three of the party with uh, that line of lightning. So, you guys have uh, finished killing the uh, electric rattlesnake. And uh, you're now in a room that has a small pool of water. And it continues on farther to the north.
2: Miklik will inspect the water.
1: Go ahead and give me a perception check, Miklik.
2: I will. Let's see. We'll start off with a 16 perception.
1: As you're looking into this body of water, you do see... It's almost difficult to tell right away, um, because at the bottom of the pool of water is what looks like just a a rocky outcropping of limestone. Mm -hmm. Um, But after kind of taking a glance, double-take to it, and you see that there seems to be a skeleton where the limestone... Has begun to grow and expand over top of some of these skeletal remains. It is a humanoid-looking skeleton, and you see the hilt of a weapon sticking out nearby the skeletal remains.
2: Uh, we will go get
1: it. Check it for traps. Uh, Miklik swims into the water, taking a look at the hilt. As you get down there closely, you can see that it is very clearly wedged deep within the stone.
0: If he pulls it out, is he now King Goblin?
2: Is this is what I said when I walked in this room about a, a watery tart throwing a sword at us.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Athletics check to try to pull it, wedge it, pull it out of the wedged. Give it a tug. That's what she said. Yeah.
3: yeah? <laughs> Wait, that's what she said. He, yeah, she's late. She's she's too tired tonight. Give it a
0: tug.
1: We're we're not worried about it. He, she, they tug it. Who cares? They're
2: tugging it. Uh, Mikli will get a sixteen to try to tug it.
3: Same man. It's two thousand nineteen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're we're not we're not you know we're all
0: inclusive here. anybody can tug. Yeah. anybody can tug. I'm tugging right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're not live streaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Miklik tugs really hard. So hard. So hard on the sword hilt, but it stuck. It stuck real good in there. Miklik, what you get on your athletics check?
2: I got a 16.
1: You're unable to loose the weapon.
2: I will swim back up and see if uh, Daru could give me a
1: <laughs> All right, I'll step
2: up and uh, assist my little goblin. How-, how deep is it? Like, how far? Down into the pool. I'd say it's like, like five like, feet deep.
1: And then, do I need to swim, or am I tall enough? What are we looking um, at? How tall are you? Five six. Your head sticks out of the water. All right, well, in, order to,
2: in order to pull us the on the hilt, you'll probably have to get down
0: in the water.
1: It's not deep enough, and it's completely still water. That mechanics-wise, I'm not going to make you roll or do anything as far as the water is concerned. Okay. Well, uh, we're just doing a strength check, or athletics. Athletics. Did, I'd
2: like to attempt to aid him.
3: So did we check for traps? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. How do
2: how do we aid him? I mean tra- traps are like pointed at plum at all times.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> so you're, Daru's feeling. So you guys are fine about this?
3: Uh meaning I'm getting on the other fucking side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, saying back in the other I'm back. I'm back in the quarter. You're gonna set up another trap, man. I know you are. <laughs>
1: Daru, what'd you roll for athletics? I have gotten a Twenty-one. Miklik expressed interest in assisting.
2: Attempt a skill check or attack roll of the type decided by the GM, which would be an athletics check.
1: Go ahead and make your athletics roll.
2: Oh dear God.
1: So uh, Daru. It's
2: a that one, why, why can we not aid? What is it with aiding? <laughs> so you're because, dropping
1: me down <laughs> a success rate, right? Is that what that is? fucking helping each other.
2: Uh, no, uh, a, cri- a critical failure is a minus one penalty to your check. Oh, uh, I thought it was the drop. Okay. No. No, the the failure on top of a uh, a, a one reduces that failure to a critical failure. Problem, oh. I would assume.
1: He did. Uh, and even if you didn't roll a one, you critically failed this anyways. What was your total? Eight. So... If you had rolled a 2 and it was a 9, you still would have critically failed. Yeah,
2: because I was more than 10 below.
1: Correct. Which means Daru's original athletics check was a 21, now is reduced to a 20. Uh, Daru, you reach down there, and you get a good grab on that sword hilt. And now uh, it's mine. And you pull. And you pull. (laughs)
0: Nope,
1: you can't get it out. You feel like you would probably need something that would break up the limestone that's kind of encroached around this hilt. It's enough that without breaking some of the stone, you don't really think that you can pull it out without damaging the blade. We have a couple of crowbars. I asked Miklig, why do we want this thing? It could be cool. It
0: could be cool. It could be shiny. Speaking as a sailor, it's always a good idea to recover buried treasure under sea, underwater.
1: All right, plumb, want to get down there and break up that limestone for me? Yeah, fun, plumb.
0: Uh, okay. Can I try and break up the limestone
1: with my crowbar? You can try. I mean, I have a I feel like a mace
2: would be stronger than a crowbar. Well,
1: for breaking rock, I can imagine.
2: The, the crowbar is usually used as like a sharp point to hit something else against. Swinging a warhammer underwater is probably not. I wouldn't really be
0: swinging. More so, like... I'll hold the crowbar as, like, a chisel. Thank you, a chisel. And then Daru can hit the crowbar with his hammer. And we'll chisel away.
1: Just trust that I won't hit you. Like, you're like... This is like, I have a hammer, you have a nail. (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) But (laughs) But it's a really big nail. It's also
2: (laughs) five feet underwater,
1: though. I'll tell you, you you get a couple of good hits in... And you feel like as though you could break up the stone enough to pull out this weapon. But it's likely going to take a little bit of time. If you decide that you're going to do it, I'll disclose the amount of time that it's going to take. But until then, you guys need to decide. It will take longer than 5 to 10 yeah. minutes.
3: Well, are we still all good on HP from that fight? No. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if all I'll three of you got rock. If I should, if I should heal anybody... I'm at,
2: I'm at 17 out of 19, so I'm doing pretty good. I'm still down 14. I'm
3: at 16 out of 8. You're down 14. 10. I have 7 HP. I just treated wounds on the reason. Daru has
1: had wounds treated on him within the last hour, yes. And I used yeah. my I use Focus, so I would have to pray if I want to heal myself.
3: That takes 10 minutes, right? Yeah. We got
1: 10 minutes. But I'm supposed to be the one hitting the hammer into the thing. Oh, Can could I do it pray too. whilst hammering? Uh, who is your deity? It was Torag, maybe? If if it was Torag uh, no. or Gorum, I'd probably <laughs> give it to you, but probably not Desna. I don't think hitting a crowbar with a hammer counts as praying.
2: fine pray. <laughs> I mean, Mik- could do the hammering also. All right, I hate he, my- he has he has the weapon proficiencies to do that without. All right,
0: the two shorties will give this a shot while you pray and heal. All
3: right, I'll chill in the corner, admiring the wall. It looks good over there, doesn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Well, in fact, shot, I searched search this corner, this far-off corner. Is there anything there?
1: Give me a perception check. 20.
2: Born, you're kind
1: of looking around, and... Ooh, look. That's a shiny stone. You found a shiny stone. It has literally no monetary value at
3: all. It has play. personal value. No, it's shiny. I like it. I'm it, looks, the it looks pretty. I'm going to give it to Token of our friendship. I'm going to cut
1: over to uh, Plum the Sailor and Micklick the Goblin. Micklick, I'm assuming you're swinging. Plum, you're holding the crowbar. Yes. Plum, while you're holding the crowbar, and Micklick is ting, 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 hitting it in. Um, you have a moment where you you feel like like your heart seizes for a moment, and you oh! and you have, a, it, it hurts. It hurts. It almost feels like it feels like something is coursing through your
0: veins. Yeah. And yeah, that poison. That poison pain from is my, yeah, yeah. I know. Don't
2: forget your bonus from. Uh, I get a his plus two. I get a plus two on this shit. You do. You do. Um,
1: you will take seven points of poison damage.
0: Oh, for God's sake!
1: And you need to give me a Fortitude save.
2: Oh. I get a
1: twenty-five with a nineteen on the die. Fucking beautiful. Nice roll. So what's your your total of the 25? Total's 25. Okay, so you're going to succeed in the fortitude save. However, the damage that you took in resisting the poison leaves you drained too. Plum, how do you react to that? That
0: hurt. Yeah, I, I, I let the rest of my party know that I'm definitely hurting from this poison. And I could maybe use a little bit more healing.
2: I'm praying to get myself above seven. Say, has it been ten minutes while we were doing this, or is this within the ten minutes?
1: I'm saying it's within the ten minutes. Okay. Did we make any progress on that uh, hilt, though? You do, depending on what you do with um, Plum taking additional damage. Plum, are you okay holding that crowbar after taking all that additional damage?
0: Uh, You know, I'd probably come back up to the service and be like, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of a rest now. Okay, so Plum
1: takes a few minutes, gathers himself, while Vorn is healing, or patching up. Daru, is that how that's going? Right. I'm patching myself up. Yeah, Daru's praying for ten minutes to get his focus spell back. That's right, and Vorn. Is Supposedly,
2: I got healed. I think I think Vorn was just staring at the wall. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah Vorn staring. found the shiny rock.
3: The shiny rock, I gave to me. But I could you not appreciate it?
2: Well, you couldn't have given it to me yet. I was down in the water. Oh. Give it to me now when he gets up, when we come up.
3: <laughs> now I just pictured
1: Vaughn anxiously standing at the edge of the water, like on tiptoes, holding the shiny rock. Just like, come on, Nick, like, I want to give you this rock. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I, 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 I can't argue against that. You are able to break up the rock enough to pull out the hilt. You're able to determine that it is a rapier, but it doesn't look like steel. I know there's not an appraise check, so I'm going to make Vorn give me a crafting check. Thirteen. It's silver.
2: I feel like that's important for some reason.
1: Swanee thinks it's important. We should hold on to that.
2: So, Swanee thinks it's important. could. Ooh, shiny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good for get the that. lycanthropy silver. Daru, how are you doing? What are you, what's your status right
0: now? Are we saying we got that it. the ten minutes passed for him to do his focus? Yes. Okay.
1: All right.
2: Well, then I will cast Lay on Hands on myself.
1: Which puts you at...
0: Eight
2: wounds. So I guess the question would be is how long does it take us to get it out? Is it long enough that he could sit there another ten minutes and... Actually, yeah. It takes you
1: twenty minutes to get the sword out.
2: Oh, I'm praying hard to that butterfly.
1: So Daru uh, back-to-back tries to regain focus. I will give you the ability to lay on hands a second time if that's what you wish at this point. That's what I'm going for. I have two wounds of twenty-one.
2: And no focus. And no
0: focus.
1: All right. So, did we
2: decide it had been more than an hour on on Plum? So that Vaughan
1: I feel
0: could like it him? could have been by now. Yeah. After another point. twenty-five.
2: After another fifteen minutes or
1: so. Yeah. After another twenty minutes. Yes, I would say Plum is available to be. Yeah. Have his wounds treated once more.
0: Would could you
3: be. mind doing that, uh, Vorn? Yeah, I'll try to treat your uh, wounds here. Uh, How long does treat wounds take? Medicine check, and I got exactly what I needed at fifteen. It's
2: a good so, thing you've got a more than fifty percent chance of hitting that. How long does a treat wounds take?
3: 10 Another ten minutes. minutes. I break some more, and I For give you cost. much more health than you even have. The old shift So
2: much more.
1: Holy crap! An eight and a seven on two d eight. Yep. I mean, is it meant to be broken, or like, should I seriously be doing that like every time? Like, it's you can, dude. You can do that every time. It just okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm some more. I'm just. Constant state of prayer. You guys can find out for yourselves when you take Man. time in the middle of an adventure, when the enemy is aware of you and is he doesn't know anything caring for you. What that means?
2: Well, maybe he's prepared for us, and his spells are wearing off. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I am more prepared. Not
1: being at four HP, I oh, am. I am more, I am more prepared now. The tunnel beyond the snake's lair twists and it turns a lot. Um it's not gonna allow you to pass more than one abreast at a time. You're not gonna be able to walk side by side. It's it's a kind of a tight squeeze in here and it winds heavily. And you're walking back and forth, and you still it's 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 moist and it's thick and it's dank down here. It's dark. Daru's got the light source on his shield and he's He's not leading the way, but he's helping the uh, non-Dark Vision characters move forward. After about 10 minutes of walking through this winding tunnel, you all start to smell that fresh grass smell. You start to smell uh, nature in a green sense starting to hit you. You see a faint light. At the end of the tunnel, you're definitely reaching
0: back to the
1: surface. What do you do? I get on up there. I'm sick of this dank cave. I like
3: dank (laughs) caves. There's a pond in there, it was wonderful.
1: The tunnel you have been traversing opens into a cave, and you can see a forest beyond the cave's mouth. The roots of a large tree block the middle of this entrance, as if the tree had grown into a hillside that has since eroded away. Beyond the tree is a large pond. A path around the water begins to one side beneath a curtain of moss hanging from the tree. The cave itself is piled high with two rows of neatly stacked crates and boxes.
2: So is, there's natural light in this area, then?
1: Natural, dim light. There's actually right where that, right where the tree and the cave opening are. There's kind of like a curtain of moss almost. As Miklik goes forth into this room, you kind of see. As you know, we're looking at the map that you got from the chest. Yet you end up uh, breaking open after it poisoned Plum. Worth it you see a chamber that looks very much like that and as you enter into the chamber here you see i'm going to share an image with the group here tell me what you see
3: a it is a very human bald man he John does Deals. look extremely strong though
2: very muscular man holding a kukri and a bottle with a crossbow on his back yes yeah, so that's, that's awesome
1: yeah and as he jumps out and lands on, he kind of jumps out on top of the roots that are there, he has his crossbow drawn. I'm going to give the party also a picture of the scene at large.
2: Oh, that is definitely a crossbow pointed at us, yes. I wondered when poor Lackeys would arrive. Let's do this. Go ahead and give me initiatives. Nick killing it with the ten.
0: Plum gets a 21. got a 24. I don't a 14. I see a lot of boxes that we can hide behind for the uh, cover for that crossbow. So does this look like the guy that was in the
2: inn?
1: This is absolutely the guy who was harassing Finnick. We're gonna
2: do this. Could never We're, forget we, this guy. We are gonna do this, buddy. We're gonna do this. We're
0: gonna fuck <laughs> this Wouldn't guy up.
2: Be?
0: Fucking Hallad. Ah, another dirty
1: goblin! And he takes his action. He beat Vorn's 24. And he starts combat by hitting his opening salvo here. And he's going to shoot at Micklick with his crossbow. Oh, fuck. Uh, Micklick, does a 29 hit
2: you? Is that with cover? I'm pretty sure I got some <laughs> You don't yes. get any cover. What do you mean? There's boxes right in front of me. I'm three he's feet tall. standing on top of tree roots. Three right. feet tall. No. Uh yeah, that, that is more than ten above
1: my AC. Well, how much above is your AC?
2: It's eleven above my AC.
1: So Micklick is going to get hit by this heavy crossbow and it is a critical hit. A heavy crossbow's damage is D ten. Jesus! And the Miklik's way that we, that's a the way dead way that goblin we decided that we were going to roll our damage on critical hits is we were gonna roll twice. So this is gonna be two D ten plus four. Miklik is going to take 14 points of damage as the crossbow bolt from this heavy crossbow digs itself deep in Miklik's chest, just barely missing his heart. Halid took one action to shoot the crossbow. A heavy crossbow has a reload two so he's gonna take his next two actions to reload his crossbow. It is Vorn's turn.
3: Vorn's gonna move 15 feet closer. Stop. Give me a perception check. Uh, 16. Just as you
1: get close to passing Micklick, you stop because you see a trip wire that extends across the length of the room and connects to a large crossbow that holds
3: a loaded spear. Okay, yeah, I definitely stop. <laughs> I yell out to everybody, hey, there's a trip wire right here. Don't go any further
1: up. If you want to avoid and step over the tripwire here, you're going to need to take one action to bypass it.
3: But he's exactly 35 feet away from me if you did this shit on purpose. Because out of range any of my spells except for one, and I, I don't really want to use that one spell off. On. <laughs> I'll stop here for now, and I will just Ray of Frost it. So you're going to use
1: your second and third action to Ray of Frost?
3: Correct. Yes. Behind the tripwire. Yes, and I did tell everybody about the tripwire as a free action.
2: So where exactly was the tripwire?
3: Right in front of us. Literally right
1: in front of Micklick and Vorn. Oh,
2: okay. So like it goes all the way across this area?
1: All the way, not the length of the room from you to Halad. It's across the room. So you have to go over the tripwire in order to avoid it. No matter what, if you move forward, you have to go over this tripwire.
3: Roll a three. That would be a ten,
1: which uh, I guess misses. That is Vorn's turn. Plum, right at the back of the group here, it is your turn.
0: You said it would be an action to avoid that tripwire?
1: Correct. A fo- like one action to overcome it. You still need to give me a perception check. To even know if I notice it? To even see it. You're going to get a circumstance bonus. Because I heard Vorn yell it out. Correct. You're going to get now, a circumstance bonus. What's going
0: to happen want. is, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to delay. So with delay, um, I'm going to take a free action to remove myself from the initiative. And then if I wish at any time, I can take a free action to insert myself back into the initiative after a player has made their turn.
1: Which brings us to our next initiative order.
2: Actually, an important, an important point is you cannot take any reactions during delay. while you're delayed.
1: Well, before I make my valiant efforts to get to it I'm going to cast Lay on Hands on my Goblin Friend. Daru uses that precious focus. And then also, uh, you'll have plus two AC until your next turn. For one round. Oh, I guess it be until my turn, probably? It's her A turn. It is your turn. Yeah. And then I will also attempt to... I mean, are we making an acrobatics check here to jump over this? Not necessarily. How many rounds is the relay on hand ability?
3: Just one. Just Just one.
1: So you're going to have to step up to the tripwire with an action and then spend another action to bypass it. So that, I know the listeners can't see this, but right now, Vorn, Miklik, and Daru are kind of in a line from left to right just at the entrance of the cave to this room. And the line is right in front of them, and that's where the tripwire is. Daru just spent his third action to step over the wire carefully and not to trigger the trap Let to take two actions to move 10 feet correct
2: all right and is this cover an action or do i just obtain cover? take cover is take an cover action. Is an action. Okay. so you do not have another action to take cover okay
1: it then wow. goes to the heavily damaged micklick
2: yeah micklick is already at the tripwire so he's got a little bit of a benefit there so he will use one action to carefully step over the tripwire. Take cover doesn't have any kind of um, trait next to it. It's not a manipulator or a move or anything like that.
1: No, you just take cover behind something that gives you cover. The boxes will give you the opportunity to take cover, that's for Whoa. certain. How many actions is the take cover?
2: It's one single action.
1: Okay, so you spend so- one action to step over the tripwire, and are you spending your second action to take cover behind the boxes?
2: Yes. So I'm just looking up my third action. I want to just verify that I can rage now.
1: So first action is carefully stepping over the wire. Second action is taking cover behind a box. And the third action was getting really fucking mad. Which so. leads us to Micklik is the end of round
0: one. I will take my turn. Plum will move up to just to the southeast of Vorn. Well behind the tripwire. And I am going to make an attempt to cast Grease on Halid. He needs to oh. give me either a reflex save or an acrobatics check against my spell DC. Or he falls prone. What was I don't actually cast it on Halid. I should spe- specify. Sorry. I am doing area. I am casting it in a area. A five foot square. Uh, four contiguous five foot squares. Basically that's around Halid. He is encompassed in Grease. Lots of grease. Okay,
1: okay. How many actions is that? Uh, that is, well, that would be all of my actions to move
0: up and to cast grease. Gotcha, so gotcha. He then needs to give me either a reflex save or an acrobatics check. He has a choice? He has a choice.
1: He's going to make a reflex save. You get to 29. A 29, well, goodness, a 29 is certainly sufficient to overcome my 17 DC. So technically, he rolled a 19 on the dice. By the way, my dice are fucking
0: hot tonight. Yeah, there's no special thing that happens if he critically succeeds this. Okay, uh, that area is still covered in grease, and he still has to make a check on his
1: at the beginning of his turn whether or not he moves. Yeah, he can he can either step or crawl, but if he tries to move, then he has to make a save. Step or crawl, anything else, he has to make the save. Yes. Even a strike action?
0: Uh, no, just mo- any kind of movement. Any Move- kind of movement
1: action. Anything with the movement trait. Yes. Got it. Okay, that is the end of Plumster. That's going to bring us back to the top of round two. Hallad doesn't really have a good shot on Miklik. He was really hoping to take out the goblin because Hallad hates goblins. Racist little bitch. However... Daru is in a good position to be shot with his crossbow. And he's going to take the opportunity to to shoot at Daru. 14 to hit. That would be a miss. The heavy crossbow bolt (laughs) sails past. Daru hits the cavern wall behind him, clatters to the floor, and he... God damn it! And reloads with his final two actions. So his first action is shooting at Daru. His second and third actions are reloading the heavy crossbow. Vorn,
3: you are next. I take my first action to uh, step over the tripwire. Okay. And my second and third are going to be to cast Tempest Surge.
1: Is that your focus spell? It is, Fantastic. What does that do, and what does
3: Holland need to do? He's going to make a reflex save, and it automatically does 1d12 electricity damage. And if he fails the save, um, he still takes that damage. But if... Er, and he gets clumsy 2, which basically affects all his dex So, Got it. All right. And he takes persistent, electricity.
1: going to make a save right now. He gets a
3: 16. That's a fail. He's is 17. 16 fails. All right. So 16. what happens? So if he takes a d12 of damage, which uh, D12 a 4... Wonderful. He takes four electricity damage. Okay. He is clumsy two for the next round. Basically, he takes a minus two all dex based everything. AC, reflex saves, anything dex based. It relies on dexterity. He'll, he'll take a, like he'll a minus two. That also
2: includes ranged attack rolls.
3: Yes. Minus two, you said? Minus, he's clumsy two, so minus two. Okay. That's only for the next round. Just um, for the next round. Correct, but he will take one persistent electricity damage moving
1: forward. Daru, it's your turn. Alright, looking at the uh, area in front of me, I'm assuming for my movement to not be hindered, would I need to be looking at like zigzagging around all these boxes? I'll allow you to move through them as you need. Alright, well I'll shoot up a perception check here just to see if I see any more of those tripwires. You do see another tripwire. Heck yeah, where is it? Here. Oh, all the way up there, huh? So about ten feet in front of Hell, we have another tripwire. That Daru sees. I will uh, advise people that I see another tripwire here. And I'm actually going to move, so that's two movements, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. I'm just going to raise shield right there and just be like, it's time to turn yourself in, bro. Because I am a redeemer, I can't just murder this man. It's true. It's true, thank you. Hero point for Spencer for properly playing to his class archetype. Well done. Ain't hiding behind a wire. <laughs> <laughs> After Daru, it is Miklik, who is currently
2: hiding behind some boxes. So his first action is to move up to the wire. He uses his second action to move, <laughs> move across the wire. And he will use his third action to attack Halid.
1: Alright.
2: He is next to Halid, so...
1: Right up on that bitch. And how do you attack him?
2: Yeah, I'm going to wind up and just punch this guy in the face. Actually, probably in the kneecap, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And because he's clumsy too, he takes a minus two on any AC-based or dexterity-based checks or DCs?
2: Yeah, all DCs and all dex-based checks, including AC. Miklik is absolutely (laughs) using his hero point on that. I rolled a two and got a nine. Ouch. Miklik rolls a four and gets a total of
1: an eleven. Micklick winds back. He's fucking pissed, but that pain in his rib cage as he's got a heavy crossbow bolt sticking out of it really throws him off balance, and he misses with his fist attack, which is and gonna. Bring
2: us, that is his third to action, so he is done.
1: And we're gonna bring us to the bottom of the second round with Plum, who is still well behind the first. Of two tripwires, where he shall stay. Um,
0: First action, uh, I am going to use two actions to cast Ray of Frost, which will be a spell attack against Halid. Okay. I get a... uh, I I rolled a five to get a total of 12. I think I will also take uh, my hero point to try and... uh, Bring this guy down now while he's weakened. With that, I get a I roll a 12 and I get a 19 to hit him. Nineteen
1: hits because he's clumsy.
0: Fantastic. Well that was the whole point to take advantage. Alright, so I will deal 1d4 plus my charisma. I roll a three, so I deal seven frost damage. With my final action, I will use my focus spell, which is only a single action, and that is elemental toss. So I'm going to make another spell attack at Howlin. The a ball of water coalesces in Ugh. front of Plum. Yep. I roll an 11 and get an 18 this time. So an it an 18. Uh,
1: because of clumsy, it does hit.
0: Fantastic. So that just deals simply 1v8 damage. Uh, bludgeoning, and it is a ball of water smacking him in the face. He takes two
1: bludgeoning damage. Vorn did some work with that pl- clumsy bit. Hallad takes a ball of water right to the face, and shakes it off. He looks a little pissed off about it. Ah! It is Hallad's turn. Now, Plum, I have a question with you about Grease. Yes. Does Step require for him to take a Reflex or an Acrobatics check? No, he can Crawl or Step, and he's fine. Okay. So... Halid's first action. If Halid takes one step action to the east, he will be out of the greased area and right in front of Miklik. He drops his heavy crossbow, which is a free action. With his second action, with an interact, he draws a Kukri. And with his third action, swings at Miklik, with his kukri, And he gets a 25 to hit.
2: Yeah, that absolutely hits.
1: Palad slashes Miklik across the face and deals Miklik 11 points of damage.
2: Hey, uh... Redeemer there. Don't you got any special abilities? Sure not, to tell you, not to tell you how to play your character, but... <laughs> Save <laughs> me! Well, a will wait, but does have the option to
1: do take I mean, do no damage to my ally or be enfeebled for two rounds and deal three less damage. He absolutely chooses to hurt the goblin. So he dealt, he would have dealt 11 damage, but because you took, what was your reaction? What's that called again? The reaction is called Glimpse of Redemption. That's right. And and I choose. am level one, so two plus my level, preventing three damage. Out of the 11 that you would have taken, Miklik instead takes 8 damage. Miklik.
2: That makes a huge difference, just so you know. (laughs) Huge. Because that That leaves me at one hit point instead of unconscious. Big fucking deal. Daru
1: spends his reaction to absolutely 100% save Miklik's fucking hide. Halad is, what, Enfeebled 1? 2. So you will be taking one, two. minus two on all strength-based rolls and DCs, including attack rolls and attack damage. There we go. All right. For one round. Miklik, you have one HP? One hit point.
2: Fuck, this battle's gonna be tight. That's gonna be so tight. All right. Now he takes one persistent damage and makes it ah. roll.
1: Fuck, you're right. He does take one persistent electric damage from Vorn's... What was it called? Tempest Surge? Tempest Surge, bro. So one, it, is, it is
3: a flat check of 15. 15, okay. Flat 15 check rolling. <laughs> takes... It doesn't say it takes
2: any kind of action. So okay, it so says...
3: you take the da- you take the damage at the end of your turn, after which you can attempt a flat check. And it doesn't cost an action to do
1: so? No, you do it at the end of your turn. It just happens. So he took the one damage, yeah. then Palad is going to make this flat check and fail. Tempest Surge is doing some work. Now tell me, is he no longer clumsy too? Correct.
3: Yeah, that was only for
1: one round. Okay, so now it is Vorn Storm's
3: turn. I am over that triple I stepped over it last. You did. So I'm gonna move a bit closer, one move, action, and then I am going to... I'm produce flame at them. Nice little fireball. It's thrown. Rolled a nineteen, so twenty-six total. Fucking hit. Rolled a two uh, plus 4 is
1: a six. Halid takes six fire damage to the
2: face. Casters are killing it for us right now. Right now, absolutely. After Vorn Storm,
1: Daru's turn. All
2: right. Well, I will. Uh... Follow up with
1: Mick Luke here and carefully step over the tripwire. One action to step over the tripwire. And I will attempt to swing with the warhammer here. Eighteen misses. Eighteen does in fact miss Hallett as he dodges out of the way. And...
0: Uh, you take another swing?
1: Yeah, I'll attempt to swing at a lesser roll here just to see what happens. And it's a, still a failed attempt. At a 15, so 18 fails, 15 fails. Daru steps up and (laughs) tries to swing at him and just completely misses. After Daru's turn, it is the heavily injured, very near unconsciousness, Lick.
2: Yeah, Micklick trying to kind of cut him off a little bit. I think he's going to five foot step to his right kind of make it so he can't try to like get away from daru there okay so that'll be one action you will use a second action to attack this guy he's gonna try to swing and punch him in the face not rolling well tonight uh get a 13 to hit which we've already established is gonna be a big old miss yes so we will now do second one yeah, that one almost needed to be a, like a 19 or 18, and I get a 9. I'm slowly moving up in the world. Started at 2, I'm at 9 now. Uh, I get a total for 11.
1: Swing and a miss. Micklik steps to the side, and two fist swings that just miss, which leads us to the end of round 3 with Plum. It is your turn, standing way back at the room, right at the entrance of the cave. What do you
0: do? That's okay. My spells all have like 60 foot or more range. So uh, I am going to use another first level spell, and I'm going to cast Hydraulic Bush, which is another spell attack at Hallad. Okay. So here we go. I rolled a two, and I get a nine. Shit tonight. So I miss Um, with my final action, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Although, you had gave me one. I will use the action point I received from making my terrible Kaborkian pun. It was bad. And I will wow. attempt to attack Bort. Excuse or, or, he's not Bort. I will attempt to attack Halid one more time <laughs> with that hydraulic push. This time, I roll an 8 and get a total of 15, which is still going to miss. And I am done. No, 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 no. Sorry. I am not done. I use my final action to um, cast Shield, which basically gives me the
1: Raise Shield action. That is the bottom of round three, which brings us to the top of round four. Khaled will spend his first two actions on a special ability called One to Move. Khaled will make a strike action against Miklik with his Kukri. you
2: going to use your ability there, Spencer? Yep, of course. I mean, it's already in effect as well. He's
1: already enfeebled too. That's strength-based, right? Yep. the Kukri does not have the finesse trait, so he will take a minus two on this, which will mean he gets a 20 to hit Miklik. Does that hit?
2: Yes, that does hit Miklik.
1: Miklik gets hit with a Kukri and will take Miklik's unconscious <laughs> a, literally any damage it, it does not matter on tongue, unconscious Halid <laughs> slices Miklik across the face and Miklik falls back and is on the floor
2: how much damage was it?
1: it was six damage
2: so Miklik
0: is unconscious, dying one. No, Miklik!
1: Miklik is down. Hala with his second and third action. After he slices Miklik across the face, he's going to, with his fist, cross over and punch Daru right in the face. Daru, does a 28 hit? <laughs> yeah, dude. Is that 20. a critical? Uh, did you do your minus two? To Tw- a 26, then. No, it's not a critical. Not a critical. Would it have been a critical at 28? It would have been 10 over, yeah. Wow. That makes a big difference. In you the just mean, like, punch fine. my face off? Like, literally yeah. just fucking punch. off? No. It- <laughs> like- Roll a four on a d4. It's a plus six normally, but because of Daru's minus two on strength base effect, it's a plus four. Daru takes eight damage. For his third action, Hallid is going to make an act an athletics check to shove Daru back five feet. So I mean, is he taking his like normal negatives? Or is this is one two move thing. I was just gonna say the shove action has the attack trait, which means that the multiple attack penalty does apply. So Hallid's going to make a athletics check. To shove, so a minus ten because it's his third attack action, plus the minus two, so minus twelve. The shove action goes against your athletics DC. False. Can we take a it quick? It goes against my fortitude DC. Your fortitude. That's what I was going to ask. So he's going to make an athletics skill check against Daru. The reason I know this is because this is the exact same thing I was about to do to him. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so that means it's this d20 roll minus 1, because he normally gets a plus 11, but he's taking minus 12 because of all the penalties. Daru, what is your fortitude dc? Do I roll that, or would it just be it? Oh, no, it's 10 plus your fortitude save. 17. 17 is your total. Okay. I'm gonna make this roll in front of the party, because this is a big deal. Oh, okay. Got a 7 on the dice that will not beat his 42 DC. Pallad goes to shove Daru into the tripwire, and Daru just knocks his arm away with his shield.
2: Don't suppose that special ability has a thing for critical failures. <laughs> shove? Uh, you critically fail? Yeah, you lose your balance, fall prone.
1: No shit, really? Yep. Pallad falls prone? You, critical failure on a shove. You, you lose your
2: balance, fall, fall, and land prone.
1: So wait, he rolled a seven. But it's a minus, so a, a minus one. But a minus one. So he's a oh. six
2: against a 17.
1: Six against 17. Absolutely critically fails. Halid falls prone. He falls on his ass. As Halid goes to try to push Daru back into the tripwire, Daru counters by slamming his shield into his hand. And Halid just.
0: He falls got greedy. On his ass.
1: He got greedy. He did get greedy. We're in round four, and it is now Vorne Storm's turn. Chuck a fireball. Produce flame, or
3: actual fireball? Produce flame.
1: You think I can do a fireball at this level? You keep saying fireball, and like as far as traditional tabletop games go, that's a third level Fuck.
3: Fireball is a thing. The first five words. A small ball of white. Okay, that's that's a little confusing.
1: For anybody, like, let's just say Bourne makes a basketball of fire and throws it at Howard. A
3: basketball, I mean, it's, it's you can't do Softball? It. It's, it's, soft. it's a softball, Okay, all right. I wind up and pitch it at him. Dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 dun,
3: miss. 17? 17?
1: Now, hold on a second, he is prone.
0: I was just reading it. Okay, so when you are prone, you can take the take cover action. Which he did not prone, have enough actions. Exactly. He did not. So, if he does not take the take cover action, then he is not gaining anything from being prone against range attacks like you would have in Batfinder Edition.
1: Okay. Unfortunately,
0: a 17
3: does not hit Howland. I'm tempted to use my hero point, but I'm gonna save it. No. Everyone else used their hero points already on this fight? Yeah. Ah, screw it. I'm using my hero point. Yeah. Dropping it all. I'm, I'm dropping it.
1: Let's try this again. You guys need to stop rolling like garbage. I rolled last time. Five on the dice, 12 total. Halad still is missed. Or is Produce Flame only one action?
3: Uh, it's two. It's two. It is two. Okay. Third action.
1: Yeah, I'll take cover. Vorn takes cover behind some of the boxes that he is behind. It is now Daru's turn.
2: So he's not taking any
1: negatives for being on the ground? No. Oh, no, he's flat
2: footed, so he has a minus two. Oh, he is flat footed. I didn't catch that one. I will
1: just swing my hammer down at this body on the ground. It's incorrect. I'm actually pointing <laughs> anyways, so it's fine. There you go. Um, I will do some bludgeoning damage to him here. Fuck yeah. And, I mean, I've got the action, so I'll attempt another attack at a plus two. Hold on, two. hold on. How much damage you did, did you just deal oh Oh, twelve damage. Max hit. Eight plus four. You rolled a D oh, d8. Rolled an eight and four damage. Daru winds up and just fucking cracks Hallad right oh. in the rib cage with this warhammer and deals a lot of damage. And I critically miss. Does that have anything to do with it? No. Okay. Dara then swings a second time and missed pretty badly with an eight total what do you do with your third action? I'm going to move up and around. Can I sit on this little tree post? Is that what you do? Yep. Khaled has the ability to make attack of opportunities. From the ground do it. That's what my question is.
0: He takes a negative two from attacking
1: while prone. So he can make the attack of opportunity reaction, but he takes a minus
0: two to his attack because yeah, I he's don't, prone. I don't see anything in prone saying he can't take reactions. He is simply flat-footed and takes a negative two circumstance penalty to attack rolls.
1: Beautiful. Okay, now real quick, he's prone. Is he still enfeebled from the last round? Uh, yeah, I suppose he would be. So that means he takes a minus four to this attack of opportunity. Halid takes his attack of opportunity because Daru spends his third action to move through Halid's threatened square To just beside him Eighteen to hit. Spot on. Spot on. Eighteen hits. Think our DM's a liar, but. (laughs) Roll a ten on the dice. Is that got a plus twelve. (laughs) he does i roll a two on a d6 he gets a plus six normally but enfeebled two reduces that by two correct which means he gets six damage to daru as daru moves past him to get into an advantageous position holland slices at his legs which takes us to miklik who is unconscious
2: Actually, before we go into this, um, when you fall unconscious, you move to directly before the person that knocked you unconscious.
1: Wait, hold on. So then Plum goes next?
2: Yeah, Plum goes next.
1: Okay, so then we're going to skip Miklik. We're going to go to Plum. Oh,
2: well, yeah, I mean, we don't skip Miklik. Miklik changed position in order.
1: He's at the top of the order for next round. Correct. So that means instead of after Daru being Miklik, it is after Daru...
0: Plump, it is your turn. All right. I will use my final first level spell, and I will again try and hit this prone motherfucker with hydraulic bush. Okay. And here we go. Spell attack roll. I roll a six. I get a
1: 13. I miss. 13 does not hit Hollad as he is prone and on the ground. And again, as my uh, third action, I will put up a shield. Done. Boom, 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 boom. Then we go to the top of round five. Miklik, because he went unconscious on Halid's round during round four, has his initiative order moved to before who dealt him the damage that made him unconscious. So, right now, at the top of round five, Miklik is your turn. Now, you are dying one, correct? Correct. Now, when you're in the dying condition, you can make a recovery roll, and it is a flat check. Explain to us what that means.
2: So, I have to make a flat check, which is literally just a d20 roll with no modifiers, of 10 plus my dying dying level.
1: So you have to roll an 11 or higher on a d20. Correct. Make that roll. Which,
2: the way the night's going, that's not very likely. It's not going to happen at this point. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> nope. Fucking 10 on the dice? 10 on the die. So I failed, so my dying value increases by 1. So I now move to 2. Miklik
1: continues to bleed out, and his dying condition is now dying too. Micklik's looking bad, guys. And guess yeah, what? If this guy
2: wants to kill me, all he has to do is attack me, and I'd probably die.
1: <laughs> it is Halid's turn. Halid does not hate goblins enough to kill Miklik in his current situation. He's more concerned about survival, and he will attempt to knock Daru out. He stands up. On his second action, he attacks Daru. He swings at Daru with his Kukri. On the die in 18, with his minus two, that is a 28 to hit. That's a critical That's a critical hit? That's really think. bad. I really hate not having the or Tui. It's, it's kind of stupid. I don't like Tui. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I kill this stupid paladin. Quit. Yeah, I, think, I, quit. Think we're
0: all, I think we're all dead here anyway, so... This is looking really bad for the party.
1: So his Kukri hit is a critical hit against Daru. His Kukri is normally 1d6 plus 6. Because he is enfeebled two. He will be a 1d6 plus four, but that is still a critical hit. So it's what It's 2d6 plus eight. Daru takes 18 points of damage.
2: So the fact that that was a critical is very important.
1: Yes, it because is.
2: Because if you take, if you go to zero, with a critical, you dr- jump directly to dying too. Heck yeah. So
1: that puts Daru at Dying 2. Miklik, what's your Dying value?
2: Miklik is also Dying 2. Miklik is Dying 2. And that moves Daru directly before Halid also. After Halid
1: slices Daru across the chest and the neck with his Kukri, daru falls unconscious and with the second part of the one two punch action he slams his fist into miklik's skull or attempts to i'm gonna make another d20 roll in front of the party here palad's punch or fist is usually a plus 11 with his multiple attack penalty it's a plus six with his enfeebled two position it's a plus four I roll a 4 on the dice, that equals 8. He misses Miklik, and his fist connects into the ground next to Miklik's Miklik's head, and he misses. Daru and Miklik are both unconscious next to Hallad. It is
3: Vorn's turn. Fuck. I really wish I had a heal spell or a damaging spell that did more damage. (laughs) Yeah, I've got nothing left either. And I, I haven't hit him with a single fucking spell. The only ones that hit him are ones he had to do saves on. Wait, hold on, he takes one
0: persistent damage.
3: He does, yeah.
1: Making the dice roll in front of the party again. I roll an 11, he fails. He's still gonna be taking that persistent electricity damage.
3: I will, uh, produce flame again. That's all I really do. Yes. I rolled a 15. We're fucked. 15 to hit, misses. I have a shield, I raise my shield.
1: Vorn raises his shield as his final action. We're down to the bottom of round five. Plum, it is your turn.
0: Ray of Frost, that's all I really got. Ray of Frost against Holland. Two actions to Ray of Frost. Spell attack roll, I roll an 11, get an 18. 18 does not hit. Plum uses his
2: third action. (laughs) <laughs> to run the fuck away
0: to move back 15 feet would you say I still have a line of sight on him from there I'll give it to
1: you okay and that's what I'm going to do which brings us to the top of round 6 Micklick, you are dying 2 you need to make a recovery roll which is DC 10 plus your dying condition so 12 correct
2: Correct.
1: So you're about to roll a d20. Fuck me. Miklik gets. I mean,
2: that's an eight.
1: An eight on the dice, which reduces Miklik's dying condition to three.
2: Dun dun dun. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Now he doesn't even need to crit me, he just needs to touch me.
1: Character death occurs at dying four. After Miklik, it is Daru's turn. Daru is dying. One or two, two. You, which Jesus means proof. you need to make a twelve on the dice. Roll I'm a, roll a
2: ten. Dying Daru nails. You could finish off both of us right now.
1: Daru is now dying three.
2: I was gonna action point that just if I if I was. Successful. You have
1: another hero point left. You're the only one who's gotten two.
2: No, I was gonna use it if I was successful. Wait, no. If you have a hero point, use it. You can get use it to go back to. To alive. Yeah. I don't like come alive, do I?
0: Yeah.
1: Daru uses his final hero point to stabilize. He is at zero HP. He no longer has the dying condition. He no longer has any wounded condition. He's just at zero HP and unconscious, which brings us to Halid. Pallet takes his first action to step up to the tripwire, his second action to step over the tripwire, and his third action to get within Vorn's range. Pallet has his kukri out and is in melee range to Vorn.
3: It is now Vorn's turn. Uh, I don't like this. You're too close to me. I have a bubble. Get the fuck out of my bubble. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take a step back, step action. One action. Yep, and then I am going to produce my on Peace Please hit. Thank Oh, fuck! Oh, All the 15 god. got a 22. And did Finally. you need that. Oh my god. 22 to hit does, in fact, hit Halad. Oh, yes. That's gonna be seven damage. I rolled a three on the d4. Halad is still oh. up. No. He's dead. <laughs> Just let him
1: die. How it is out. Plum, it is your turn. Would you say I have line of
0: sight on him from where I'm at? No. I take a five foot step to there to get line of sight where I think you'll, I think you should say I have line of sight there.
1: I'll allow that, but he gets a plus because of the soft cover of the the crates and the boxes and the barrels. Which means he gets a plus one day you see for anything you do. Okay. I make a spell attack roll. Oh Plum, you need this. I roll a 7, I get a 14. I miss. 14 misses. That's your first and second action to attempt to produce a ball of water against him? No, I, that was a ray of frost, but that was all three of my actions because I also took a step action. Which brings us back to the top of the order. It is round 7, which right now is Micklik's turn. Micklick, you are dying 3. You yeah. have one flat check to make, and it's a flat check of DC 10 plus your dying value. You need to roll a 13 or higher on this D20 roll; otherwise, Micklik dies. Yes, that is that is very true. Uh, I don't see any way the other way around this, Micklick. Uh, literally,
2: literally the most important role of Miklik's life. Yeah,
1: <laughs> get, get a thirteen or higher, or Miklik's dead.
2: <laughs> uh, two. Oh my god. No.
3: My god. Oh my
2: are... god. Why? Why, cruel world? Oh my god. A two. I don't. I don't know if I rolled over a ten all night. You haven't. Seriously, it's been so bad. So bad.
1: The gash across Miklik's throat gushes, and spurts, and, <laughs> and finally- And <then>, stops. <laughs> it stops. Miklik is dead. I want to I, I take a moment. Moment of silence. Miklik is dead. Fuck Daru. Daru uses heroic recovery. Loses the dying condition. Loses the wounded condition. But he is at zero hit points with the unconscious condition. Which brings us to round seven. Hollid's turn. Hollid takes his first action to five foot step up into Vorn's business. Please don't. He is going to take his one two hit action this takes up his second and third action his first attack is going to be with his kukri this kukri attack is going to be with a plus 12. and i'm going to roll this d20 in front of the party
2: don't forget you raised your shield i did still gonna hit you it's
1: gonna be a 21 to hit my ac is currently 20. vorn is going to take 1d6 plus six Oh, that won't kill me.
2: Yeah, but
1: he gets to punch you afterwards. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, we'll find out with the punch. You are going to take ten points of damage. This particular ability leaves you flat-footed against the uppercut that Halid is about to place square into your jaw. Flat-footed leaves you with a minus two to AC, so it's gonna be this d20 roll that I'm about to make in front of the party, plus seven. I roll a two on the dice. Palad completely misses Vorn's jaw. He just com- just Neo dodges out of the way. And that was his third action. Vorn, it
3: is your turn. Step back, throw fucking fire at him. I want to murder him. Come on now. Yes, rolled the oh. 19. Oh, God. 26 total to hit him. Did he take his one persistent
2: and make his roll? Oh, yes.
3: Uh, he needs one persistent. Okay, and... okay, so he takes one persistent electricity
1: damage as the the, the tempest surge is still zzzz uh. zzzz against him. He rolls an 8 on a d20. He does not make the flat check
3: to recover from the persistent damage. He uh. will continue to take persistent one point of damage. Which he took. Okay, and now for my damage from working with the little fire, rolled a two, so that's six damage total. Six
1: damage to Halid. Vorn takes his hands, and he, with concentration on his face, he sees two of his adventuring party dead in front of him. Pulls up the fire, and he shoots it at Halid. And Halid takes the fire damage straight to his face, and he drops unconscious. Three. Hallad falls down.
2: Boom!
1: Alright guys, go save Miklik. Good luck with that. <laughs> you guys carry my fucking unconscious body back because no one can heal me?
3: Well, I can treat you eventually. <laughs> eventually. eventually. Um,
0: from my position here behind the line of the tripwire I cast a few Ray of Frosts into Hallad's head as he lays on the ground just to make sure.
3: Oh, I'm going to like stomp on his fucking head with my eight strength. Just a bunch of ice bolts go right into his
1: face. Plum doesn't want to take any chances. Vaughn steps up to Holland and just f-
3: starts fucking stomping him with his heels. I, I imagine his head's, like, frozen from the rays of Frost, and I just, like, shatter it.
0: Really quick, let's run over. Well, Plum still doesn't <laughs> want to pass these tripwires, but... Vaughn! Vaughn, are they dead?
3: I think Daru's okay, but Miklik... Miklik's gone, and I, I grab my shiny stone from his body, put it back in my pocket. My nice shiny stone.
1: Miklik is dead.
0: All sounds you heard in this episode were provided by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com We want to thank you for joining the MinMax Podcast as we continue our adventures into the fall of Plaguestone and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We want to invite you to do so again next week, and until then, we hope you have many great adventures of your own.